Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. News over there at the Ford Center of the Star in Frisco. Yesterday in Crosstalk, the KMC Masterpiece said they believe if nothing happens by Friday at the very latest Sunday, based upon the Jason Garrett timeline when Jerry finally let him go, that Mike McCarthy will be returning as the head coach of this football team. Good morning, Metroplex. Hump Day edition. And a shout-out to the 6 a.m. Club. I'm Sean Sharif alongside Ralph James. And now our Cowboys insider, Bobby Belt. What are you reading? What are what what you drinking? What you, what you reading? What you thinking? Uh, I mean, I, it 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 seems like it's leaning more towards Mike McCarthy being back, and so <laughs> look, Ryan, make sure we focus on his eyes today. I didn't know whether you uh, didn't sleep yesterday. You didn't sleep. I know for damn sure after this segment you didn't sleep last night. But look at the defeat. Look at the absolute oh, defeat. And then you, yeah. you chose the wrong day to wear your hat backwards because it, it slows. <laughs> get that music. Get that zoom in music that they play for, for different Hollywood shots. Right? That's perfect. <laughs> With Bobby Bell's defeat in his eyes. So, we, you, each year when we preview things, right. e- each year when we preview things, we're talking about, oh, yeah, when Carter Freeman in six months comes up to us and goes like, hey, guys, I need your uh, I need your prediction for the season. Come here. Tell me what you think the Cowboys record is going to be. When we get one of those or when we're out there talking about like what we see out on the practice field, the training camp, or it's week three and they're playing the Giants and we're analyzing the game. All of it ultimately will mean nothing in terms of trying to project out to the future because I can already tell you how it's going to end. How it's going to end next year is Detroit or San Francisco or Green Bay or whoever holding you down by the throat and beating the snot out of you and then Jerry standing up there and talking about how disappointed he is because he thought it was the best opportunity in front of them in the last 30 years and it's all nonsense if you really cared this would have already been done if you cared about it now why do you think he could be coming back david moore doesn't write things for no reason in the dallas morning news he doesn't and Here david, Brad Sham. this is this is the last three parag- <laughs> paragraphs of david moore's article <laughs> david moore writes before Woo! the game against green bay the only pertinent the only pertinent conversation about mccarthy's future appeared to be whether or not the team would go deep enough to earn him an extension That's off the table now. How does Jones shift from that starting point to seriously considering a coaching change? McCarthy has one year left on his contract. So does Prescott, unless until his contract is addressed, a strong argument can be made that it's in the Cowboys' best interest to give these two one more year together before moving on. That starts by letting McCarthy know he'll be back for a fifth season before the week is done. That's a very strong 
take to have if you don't already have an idea that that's coming. If he would have just left that first part, like, there's an argument to be made. I would have been like, okay, he's just writing on both sides yeah. and, you know, you know, compare, contrast, pros, cons. But then he wrote, and that starts by letting Mike know before the week ends. Yeah, it's like, you know, like, the, like uh, what, what, what was that? What was yeah. that inclusion? Yeah, there's uh, there, there's a couple of schools of thought. I mean, one is like Ryan has the article up on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. Oh, he always does. Can't wait to buy your drinks, Peyton. I got you too, probably. Wow, so what like, did he do? He he he's he's been. Uh, I did the good drops yesterday. He yeah. did a very good show the other day. Yeah, this, this is a uh, singular. This is a good. This is a good. <laughs> <laughs> like what, what is Jerry like? They, sweat? they them. Is, oh God, I wasn't there for that. Is Jerry letting him sweat? Is he just taking his time and doing his, you know, let his let his mood calm down? I mean, they still got probably ten days of production on the Netflix series, so you know they they got to <laughs> yeah. fill it with something. You know, I mean, like, and then you guys like, have been tracking this. You should set up an account. You guys have been tracking this Netflix series. You and Mashoda writing about this. I just I can't wait for the 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 deep NFL films voice like trying to spin the ending of that series of, and then the Cowboys went out there. And just embarrassed themselves. No. Sorry, Chuck. Thirty-two points. Sorry, Chuck. Go ahead. That's what's going to be. You know, so like, is he letting him sweat? Is he? Yeah. You know, what point does he owe his own organization and Mike, for that matter, an answer? Like, you know, like you let. How long do you let Mike in limbo for? You know, he's because the word is he hasn't spoken to Mike. Right. Like that's 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 a weird. Yeah, the the David Moore article says they're scheduled to speak Thursday or Friday that they have not talked. Yeah, yet. that's a very odd thing to do. Like you know, like there there is a, a they don't owe Mike necessarily anything, but you know you do. And also at some point as a manager, like, you know, like if you're gonna move on from a move, let them know early that you're gonna move well, on. They're from thinking. Him. I think yeah, they have think, to be thinking. They're thinking, and I, and I I like that. I appreciate that. Appreciate I don't. That. I don't. I don't want like some manager to come out here or owner to come out here, uh, you know, swinging from his hips. Left and right, you know, shooting from the hips or anything like that. I, just be measured about it. I'm cool with that. But also have conversations before Thursday, too. I don't care how long they don't speak to him uh, after what happened. Uh, and I'm just going to give you my honest reaction. Like, my f- physical, visceral reaction was disappointment uh, because I want Bill Belichick. I want Bill Belichick here or I want a hard ass. Um, this team, if you write down the different things that the Dallas Cowboys need, and we should do this as an exercise later on, just going around the room, but the things that are on my list without hesitation are, uh, (laughs) that's coming up later. I don't want to set Bobby off this early. I don't want to get the zoom in shot again on the fake. We're already there, but toughness, details, intelligence, and not being completely terrified and S in your pants when the postseason starts. Um, and I know Belichick has his downsides. Harbaugh fine too. Harbaugh fine too. I can't. I have to be a little bit inspired to go into next season. That's my biggest worry right now. Selfishly, as a radio person, I have to have a different storyline. I have to have a different angle. Hope is such an important word. My father told me this as I was growing up. He's like, watch these Jesse Jackson speeches talking about H O P E. And if they bring Mike back, I don't have any new hope. For the offseason, for training camp, and for next year until we get to playoff game one. And why would you think anything would be any different? 
So this this possibility disappoints me right now. What's Latin for run it back? That's what they need to throw on their stupid shirts next year. Carpe repeat? Sure, whatever that may be. This is just, this is, it. when you see what happens on that football field, which is, to me, you, you guys may disagree, to me, that is the most embarrassing performance that football team has put on a field in 20 years that I can recall. Given the stakes, given the expectations and everything else, that's just flat embarrassing. It may not be the most painful, but it's the most inexcusable performance they've put on the football field. And for you to see that with questions already existing about his job, and then you still go, oh, okay, let's do it again. It feels like negligence. What would this tell you about Jerry if he brought him back? Would this would this make you give some props to Mike Bassick, who always for years have sat in here and said, Jerry doesn't care. He wouldn't this whole write a check thing is a bunch of BS. He's totally fine with complacency. 10, 11 wins. He's good with the NFC East championship. How have you reacted to when Mike always says that? And how would this make you feel towards those opinions? I, there's too many people close to the team that when you, and, and, you know, we obviously get our own view of it publicly, but there are too many people who talk about privately. Like it does gnaw at him. It does make him feel better. I just think the, the evaluation process is broken. The, 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 the process of evaluating why your team failed is just broken. Of course it is. And so that like, I, I don't think it's, I, I just think it's, I, I don't want to use the word that's popped in my head, but basically I just don't think that they have, I, I, I just think that Jerry's completely misevaluating the cause of their symptoms. You know, people, the trucker.com text line is, 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 and they can't be mad about it, by the way, there's, they, they have earned, they have not, earn the right to be angry about any of the criticism that's levied against the uh, Mike last Friday, not want to talk about their toughness. You, you don't get to have those visceral reactions anymore. Jerry doesn't get to be super angry and worked up when people say you guys fell short and you're running it back on mediocrity again, because it's true until they prove otherwise. Here's some of the stuff coming on the trucker.com text line. They need to go to Wichita falls for training camp. They need an impressive heat. Uh, we need, you need to get a hard ass in here. I agree. Jimmy was a hard ass. Uh, there's plenty of hard asses that fail. Yes. The Patriots, uh, used to train and still train in a very calm 78 to 85 degrees. Didn't hurt them. Didn't hurt them when they had Tom Brady. Where do the chiefs train? Uh, it's hot. I went hot once. It was, it didn't work when they had Alex Smith. It works when they got Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I'm not talking about going to a sauna. I'm just talking yeah. about the stupid stuff we see on Sundays with the penalties and yeah. and, and getting coached yeah. up and, you know, little details. I know that Bill Belichick would fix all that stuff. Would I he, assume he would, too. Would he maybe fight with CeeDee Lamb? I don't – maybe. Yeah. Would he fight with Will McClay? Um, yeah, it, you might be it, trading it, one problem for another. You might right? be. You might fix the penalties. You might lose – some of the locker room, or, or whatever yeah, it may be. Yeah, you know, you, absolutely, you might. You, 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 but, 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 but I know that's where leadership would come into play. That would fix, hopefully, fix that. Who knows? Fifty-three people quit on Sunday. I don't. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about locker room. So like, I, like it they can't, quit get, going it can't get worse. They, but see, so they they quit at some point in that game. Yeah, generally it was. Uh, I think it was when uh, old Brandon Aubrey's foot connected with the ball with 15 no. minutes left in the first quarter. Kyle Shanahan what did would we, say mid second quarter. What was that? Okay, so. You would have to. You you honestly think that they were checked out mentally before the game started? Either com- I don't know how you want to describe it. Do you want to either describe it as completely unprepared, which falls on the coaching staff, completely terrified, which falls on the coaching staff, or just quit? It's one of the three. Okay. That that first. So what? Here's what happened. I don't know. if The first drive by Green Bay. It became quit by the end for sure. 
For yes, sure. Yes, but I agree with you. Oh, hang on. I, they, 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 it was six minutes ago. They scored like, they, they made it a two-position game. I mean, it could have been, been the end. Um, but the first drive happens, all right, and that was just a great drive by Green Bay. Give Green Bay the credit on that one. And Dan Quinn the blame on some of that for soft coverage. They were just like, we're not going to make mistakes. They're not going to beat us over the top. We're going to trust that Jordan Love is not going to be able to, you know, patiently nickel and dime us, yada, yada, yada. Then you get the CD drop on third and eight. And then they punt, and then two plays later, the interception. That is when I think everything kind of clicked that, oh, boy, here we go again. It's 14 nothing. Yeah, you're never going to convince me they quit a kickoff. I think the Eagles were getting ready. They yeah. were really close at kickoff to quitting. I think they were they were they were out coached and they were uh, they were terrified. I don't know if I can blame the coaches for the players being terrified, um, but all the, all that stuff is semantics. Uh, it's just really uninspiring and it's uh, it's a, it's it's a little sports depressing if this happens because then you got to worry about Jerry's thought process and like. Have you ever said to yourself, man, if if they did that in that situation, what else are they doing that we don't know about? Like, if Jerry Jones is thinking about this like that, what other decisions does he make that stops this organization from thriving and getting to an NFC championship game? That's what's scary to me. Damian Woody went off on ESPN about Mike McCarthy possibly coming back. I'm damn sure getting rid of the coach. I'm damn sure getting rid of the coach. I don't want to hear a damn thing. Listen, we talk about, I don't want to hear about no 12 and 5 wins. It's That's not it when it comes to the Cowboys. Everything when it comes to the Cowboys is about the postseason. We've been talking about it year after year after year. It's the postseason. When, what are you going to do in nut crunching time? When it's, when everything's on the line, what are you going to do? And yesterday, we saw Matt LaFleur with the youngest team in the league in Green Bay go into Jerry's world where they've been the most dominant team at home of any ball club in the National Football League and absolutely dominate them. And are we expect to run that back? Mm, that would be nice crazy. Video. Guess what? Detroit's not going anywhere. Green Bay's not going anywhere. San Francisco's not going anywhere. I could go on and on. These teams are going to get better in the conference. We just said the Dallas Cowboys, this was their best opportunity in like a quarter of a century to get to the Super Bowl, and they got their ass handed to them yesterday, and we're supposed to run it back? Jerry Jones said to himself, he doesn't have much time left, okay? He doesn't have much time left. Running it back would be just stupid. It would be totally stupid to run it back. I agree. Carpe repartee is what the trucker to gum text is saying is repeat. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I I just I don't know. Again, I don't know how you can see fifty three when when fifty three people collectively give you the same whatever it is scared what you know unprepared whatever when fifty three people collectively give you the same output the same energy. That's coaching. Plus, the Atlanta Falcons are interviewing everyone under the sun. We have Mike Tomlin news. Kyle Shanahan laughing at us. Totally, completely embarrassing and mocking the Cowboys yesterday. And Howard Eskin on Bill Belichick to Philadelphia next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Thanks to Tolos, J-Rod, and Diego just sending us this story about Colts owner Jim Ursay from TMZ. Jim Ursay was found laying in his bed unresponsive, cold to the touch, and gasping for air during a suspected overdose in December, according to police reports. Uh, The police department show cops were dispatched to his residence on December 8th at around 4.30 a.m. after someone said they had found the Colts owner unconscious on a bathroom floor with a blue skin tone. Jeez. Wow. That coming in about Jim Ursay, December, he's had past substance issues, of course, everyone thinks and wonders in the back of their minds about erratic behavior when he says and tweets some of the stuff that he does. I'm sure people go back in timelines and check if Ursay was on social media, if he said something, you know, on that day, before that day, right after that day. I don't know, but um, this is obviously a scary situation uh, and uh, not good. Not good. No, I mean, like, there, there are things that you first thing that goes to your mind is... And it's even in this is that there was a suspected overdose. That's scary, and that's something that Jim's dealt with for quite a while. When I, you know, when I see four thirty in the morning, I'm like, oh man, sleep apnea. Is he just not breathing at night? That's scary in its own right. This, this, that, that I hate seeing. Stuff yeah, like there, there. It had been really vague and unclear what had happened because he, they, they kept talking about how he was sick the last couple weeks, and there were reports out of Indianapolis that. He just wasn't around, but he was dealing with some sort of health problems or whatever else. And so this coming out, I think this had been like this was some of the chatter potentially of like, is this what happened? And that may have just been conspiracy theory chatter. But uh, I mean, that certainly doesn't sound like anything good. All right, let's get to the coaching carousel update as David Moore, Dallas Morning News mouthpiece for the team in many situations 
uh, suggests maybe the Cowboys bring back Mike McCarthy and maybe they do it by the end of the week. Are you hearing anything else, by the way, on that front? Uh, I think that it's I, – I think that the the sense is that I I don't believe this was – certain like like I don't think if they're coming to this conclusion I don't think this was anything that was certain heading to the like I don't think it's like just like huh, you guys have made something out of nothing like I think Mike McCarthy's not known what was going to happen I think the thought process behind the scenes is that Mike thought it was just as much of a t- uh, toss-up as everybody else and so this sort of chatter coming into view and, and coming into place I think that this is just as much but like this is Mike, I think, discovering it or or finding this out just as much as all of us are now. Mike Tomlin apparently told his team he is returning. So Mike Tomlin getting fired. Mike Tomlin leaving mm. Pittsburgh. That is not happening. He is returning. I mean, I guess he could have just said that versus his little hissy fit yeah. at the podium instead of storming off. He was, could have said, I'm returning. Because apparently he told his team, was it that that night after the loss? Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe the fact that that came out now, maybe that's why the Cowboys were like, okay, we'll keep McCarthy. Tomlin's not going to be out there. We, we can't go get him now. But, yeah, he does. Again, winning will cover a lot of it, and he has won a lot. I, I saw it yesterday. So he has as many winning seasons in his 15 years in Pittsburgh or whatever it is as the Buccaneers have in the last 41 years. Like, he is, he is one of the best coaches in the NFL, no doubt about it. Yeah. But, man, because of that, it covers over a lot of – his attitude, which he is just, he's kind of an ass. When you see him dealing with people, he can be kind of an ass. Yeah. The Atlanta Falcons, I, they announce everything. Oh, they do. I mean, I guess and, they, and their Twitter's great because they'll say like, they'll, they'll be like, uh, we have interviewed yada, yada, yada. And someone will be like sources. They're like literally us. Yeah. Literally us. We're the source. So right after interviewing Bill Belichick, they interviewed Jim Harbaugh. So, Jim Harbaugh, Chargers. Jim Harbaugh has met and spoke with the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta is going big game yeah, hunting. Yeah, they are, and, and people love Arthur Blank. Do they? He leaves them alone, apparently. He's, you know, they, they even though he's like, he fired uh, Arthur Stands Smith. on the sidelines. He used to he stand does. on the sidelines. Yep, but, like, even though he fired Arthur Blank in three years, he's generally fairly Arthur patient. Smith. Arthur, Arthur Smith. I used to make that mistake. He's uh, generally fairly patient, and if they need money, he'll spend it. Treats the fans right. Like, apparently they like him. I don't know. Everything I've heard is that teams, like, coaches mm. love coach for him. Patient owner walked away from his coach after three years because there was an opportunity to hire somebody better. It's interesting. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's true. It they is. have a quarterback either. They need to find one. That's the, that's the tricky spot. Yeah. Like, if you're if you're Bill, it's like, you know, do you, do you like, do you call Jerry and be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I want to come? Or do you go to the Chargers? I mean, I could see, I, I could, I could literally see, because if you're a seven and ten team, three straight years, it's not seven and ten, is just a couple of bad breaks away from four and thirteen, which is exactly where he was in New England. Do, do you want to see Bill go down there and go five and twelve, in, in, a, in a Falcons hoodie? Well, what's what's more important to him? Is it owner slash culture or quarterback and current roster? Michael Lombardi, who knows Belichick well, former NFL GM, friend of the station, he suggests it's, well, friend, you know, I like him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me and Broadus. Uh, Broadus and I. He's suggesting that Bill would, would pick. Which one do you think he'd pick before I tell you the answer? Quarterback slash roster, owner slash culture, freedom, control. 
Oh, I know what I'd pick, but I think Bill would pick owner slash freedom control. I think based on what he's been saying lately and the way Lombardi's talked about him, I think he'd pick quarterback. Owner slash control is what Lombardi is suggesting. Because he wants to build a roster his way, I think. Yes. And he doesn't want to take somebody else's roster. Now, you know, a lot of the roster that was there in New England when he first won early on, that was not necessarily him that put it together. It was, I mean, those guys, he won it, what, second year? Wasn't him who sustained it either. No, it wasn't. Uh, but, early, you know, he had, he had good people around him. Sure. That helped build that team. Meanwhile, could it be a race in the NFC East for the hoodie? Howard Eskin. The Burger King. The Burger King. The man who disappears from my text messages while things are going bad, uh, while hiding behind Big Dom on the sideline, which, by the way, that freaking meatball was back for the game. Uh, great luck that it brought them against Tampa Bay. But Eskin, in all seriousness, is the Eagles sideline reporter. He's been around for a 1,000 years. Howard Eskin breaking some news on WIP and Filthy yesterday. I'm not ready to get rid of, rid of Nick Sirianni. And what coach is going to make it better? Now, are there good coaches available? Yeah, and Belichick's not one of them. And I can tell you this for a fact. Jeff Lurie is not a fan of Belichick. Mm. I can tell you that. All right? I know that. Um, I I was hoping he'd go to Washington, but they counted him out there. I hope he goes to Dallas. That would be great. That would be great. It would be the same thing all over again. Uh, so so but, with that, Howard, it, let's say they do move on from Sirianni, whether you think it's okay. likely or not. You don't think Belichick would, would be interviewed and be a real candidate here? No. No. It, it, all right. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst, um, it's below one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Below. I, and I'm just telling you, I, 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 I wish I could say more, but uh, because sometimes I'm just trying to tell you he's not the guy. And there was a story that came out saying Jeffrey Lurie is, is not a fan and Howard Eskin is like not stuttering, not hesitating no. there, saying that would not be a fit. What is it? Is this somebody stirring up interest for Belichick that doesn't really exist? Like, is this just a, a media campaign? Because we we kept hearing all this buzz about Washington, and then J.P. Finley came on with us, and he's like, Whoa. absolutely not. It won't happen. Yeah, and then, Flo- Floria fell for the Washington night. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yep, Washington doesn't even want to interview him. And then it's Philly. We hear Philly chatter, and then Eskin's like, zero chance. Cowboy chatter that we've heard. Well, they're not moving on from McCarthy yet. And then Todd Archer told us yesterday, I had somebody laugh it off in the organization, the thought of Belichick coming here. So it's like, is somebody doing massive PR for Belichick behind the scenes to make it seem like everybody wants him and nobody really does other than Atlanta, maybe? Because that's usually the question you have to ask. Like, where are the breadcrumbs breadcrumbs coming from? Where are the breadcrumbs coming from? Good question, Bobby. (laughs) Meanwhile, this little short clip came out. Clip came out of Belichick talking to Brady on the sidelines when oh, they were yeah. taking on Philadelphia. This is short, but sweet. But the only thing I can cheer for in Philadelphia is the national anthem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About the only play it, play it one more time, Pepe. But the only thing I can cheer for in Philadelphia is the national anthem. Because he's a patriot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's pa- <laughs> I don't know. You think a history guy would cheer for the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> There's also another clip circulating. Oh, from our show. When Jerry Jones came on years ago, we asked him about Bill Belichick, and Jerry recalled this story about Bill from back in the day. I'll never forget, I was skiing 
after the season was over, somebody bumps up against me a few times, and I turn around, and it was Bill. He no longer had a job. He had been with Cleveland, and they'd let him go up there. He said, boy, listen, I can coach. said, if you ever get, get an opportunity, uh, don't, don't forget about me. And uh, I've thought about that many times. There you go. And I was like, okay, whatever. You know, it's just like Florio saying Belichick really praises, goes out of his way to praise the Cowboys. He does that in every press conference, every single one. And Florio's like, no, he doesn't. Not to that degree. Shannon Sharp on. Two by two face. Man. Shannon Sharp. I really love him on television. Yeah, he's really good. I have to listen to it. I love his delivery. His podcast I, with, with Ocho is, I mean, they, they, they put out some good clips on Instagram. Real dark. Real dark. Yeah, real dark. But Shannon Sharp said all this talk about this being a fit and them being able to work together, it's the worst possible matchup ever if it happened. Hell no. Man, do you know I understand that Coach Belichick wants authority? Can you imagine uh, uh, Jerry Jones trying to hold a press conference and tell what's going on with the team? And you, th- and you think Coach Belichick is going to sit by, idly by, and let Jerry uh, do, do that? Absolutely not. It would be the worst. It's a match made in hell. You couldn't pitch, you can pick a worse match than Jerry Jones and Coach Bill Belichick. There's a reason he got rid of Jimmy. He got rid of Bill Parcells. Do you understand? Coach Belichick learned under Parcells. Jimmy is more Jimmy and, and Coach Parcells and Coach Belichick are more alike. And once he got rid of Parcells, what has he done? Hired uh, the Chan Gailey's, hired the Dave Campos, hired the Jason Garrett's, hired the Mike McCarthy, hired the Way. He don't want that type of coach. He wants to be able to do everything. He wants to be the face of it. He didn't fire. I go through it. a two, but two. Yeah, his, his, his timeline's a little bit off. He didn't but. fire Parcells. Parcells quit. Yeah. Mm. But common sense would tell me what Shannon's saying overall is correct. Like it doesn't seem to be a match. Now Adam Schefter and other people, because I think Belichick would be worse for Jerry to deal with than Parcells. Parcells has a personality. What? He's not miserable twenty four seven. Uh, you know, Bill, like to me, you know, Bill's, Bill's, Bill's got some swag. You know what I mean? He gets it. And Belichick, I, I just don't see it. I don't automatically say, oh, because Parcells did it, Belichick could do it. Belichick is more miserable. Well, that's the thing. Parcells couldn't finish it. And apparently like, I mean, I had talked to somebody one time who said that that would, that would be intriguing to Belichick. The idea of, oh, I can go there and I can do what Bill didn't. Like, how great would that be? I can, I can go show him that it can be done. But because Belichick does know Parcells so well that he also has the no. sense of Bill made it like Bill was able to work with him and Bill still speaks highly of Jerry. So I, I think that would work. So I, I want to ask a question that I think stumped even some of our insiders yesterday. And, and, and we'll even take some calls on it about your coaching opinion and what you want to happen. I want, I want to ask two things. I want to know, what is the Dallas Cowboys culture? Everyone keeps throwing that word out. It's the culture. It's the culture. What does that mean, and what do they need? 877-881-1053. Let's try to answer that next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Nick Sirianni is apparently meeting with Jeffrey Lurie today. So we'll see how that goes. Of course, the Burger King, Howard Eskin, reporting that Belichick to Philadelphia is not going to happen. Mikey B, I think we must be doing some good shows, Choppy. Yeah. Because. Always. uh, Well, I don't know. The goal, the goal is, is don't is, say it. Your boss doesn't like when we say that. Oh, all right, fine. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't get that memo. He only calls me for the important things. <laughs> well, well, go ahead, say it then. No, 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 if he's told you, then then we're good. Well, we 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 would joke and say we aim for three three good shows a week, and he's like, no, 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 don't say that. Give yourselves more credit, Bassic. Is up listening every day. Oh, no. He came in two hours early. Bobby's coming in at five forty and five forty five. Crazy. Like, we must be we must be doing some good shows. Hey, they all want to be a part of this thing. Yeah, mine is called uh, uh, anxiety induced, <laughs> um, uh, not narcolepsy. What's the other one? Uh, Macarthalepsy. Uh, insomnia. Insomnia. Yeah, that's what it is. Macarthalepsy. <laughs> okay, so look, everyone keeps throwing out this word and this term, I, and I want us to define it and 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 tell me what it means to you. It's the Dallas Cowboys culture. It's bigger than the players. It's bigger than the coaches. It's up top. What is the Cowboy culture? And I also want to go around the room one by one, and you tell me what this team needs. All right? You're sitting in there with a brain trust meeting, and it's McClay, and it's Steven, and it's Jerry, and it's McCarthy. And we, we say, what do we need? I want to go around the room and do that, and you tell me what is the Dallas Cowboys culture to you. At 877-881-1053. Who would like to start? And what would you like to start with? The culture or what they need? Because for me and what they need is more, in no particular order, more toughness, more discipline, details. And, you know, you, you, you that's not even talking about the personnel. You know, personnel-wise, if you want me to go there, they need um, run-stopping. I'm fine with a linebacker now. I'm done with the linebackers don't matter. That's for me. I, I need some linebackers. Uh, I still need some big bodies up front not to get bullied. Um, and I probably need another corner. Uh, that's what I need on the football team. But in terms of the roster and coaching them, I need attention to detail to be sharper, not being stupid as they always are with penalties. And I, I want a hard ass in here. That's why I would want Harbaugh. I would want... Belichick, I'm hoping and thinking that Mike Vrabel is also in that category. That's what they need desperately. It's screaming off the paper to me in terms of those things. Uh, the culture is hand-holding. 
That's what it is. You hold everybody's hand and tell them it's going to be all right. I agree. And they need somebody who's going to come in here and like crack skulls. They need a drill sergeant. And I don't know if that like Belichick's a hard ass. That's his reputation. I don't know that Belichick's drill sergeant. Like, I mean, he's he's surly and he's difficult. Is that even what they need? It may not be that they need Belichick. I would think, honestly, they would need more of a Vrabel than a Belichick. I could see Vrabel being a culture changer. And I think what you're seeing is in recent, like, just take this year, and I know I mentioned it yesterday, but what you're seeing is the guys who are are really reversing cultures or impacting, like, the nucleus of locker rooms and stuff like that are these former players. Like, it's Campbell in Detroit, what Antonio Pierce did in the second half with the Raiders to the point now where you've got Max Crosby saying, if you do not hire this man, you need to trade me. And you've got, you know, D'Amico Ryan's going and doing what he did in Houston and turning that whole thing around. I think that Vrabel, I mean, Vrabel fits that exact mold. It's the drill sergeant. It's the former player who can relate to guys. And, you know, there's actual accountability. It doesn't feel like there's much accountability in that building. I agree with everything you said. I'm already, I'm I'm, going to hate this offseason because I'm just going to say the same thing over again. They need a quarterback. Like, that's their culture. Uh, it's why why is the three straight 12 win seasons and then just losing the playoffs why is that like well hey this is the consistency that is acceptable for the head coach but not for the quarterback i'm just curious uh, look i i get it and 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 i'm not i don't i don't think dax i think dax a great quarterback great yes i just don't think he's elite and you need elite to win consistently in the playoffs the reason they constantly fall short in the playoffs they win the regular seasons because they have a quarterback advantage in a lot of games and you get to the postseason and all of a sudden it's a level playing field and you don't have the same consistency. You're not going to have the same consistency. It's not gonna. Now you can have uh, situation like like just for example like just and I know he's Patrick Mahomes, but you know the Chiefs didn't quit when they were down 24 zip to Houston in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Why didn't they quit? Because they trusted the quarterback was going to bring them back. And the Patriots didn't quit when they were down 28 three in the Super Bowl. Why didn't they quit? Because they trusted that Tom Brady was going to bring him back. And the Colts didn't quit when they were down 21-3 in the AFC Championship game in 06. Why didn't they quit? Because they trusted the quarterback was going to bring him back. Why did this team quit at 14-0? Because they knew the quarterback couldn't. That's and, so, so that's you're, you're, I don't want to do the whole Dak thing right now. We're yeah. going to do it at 7 but, but the point is, is that, and this is why I'm already frustrated, because that is, we, we can talk about hard asses. Phil Jackson was not a hard ass. We can talk about hard asses. Tony Dungy was not a hard ass. Okay, but the, you're talking about something completely different there. Phil Jackson needed to come in and manage egos. Like that, but that, that's like, what a coach is. But, at but, a lot but, of times. but that's ego management. Yeah. Like there's nothing indicative to us that like I Dallas' also don't is issues. Andy Reid's not a hard ass. Yeah. Andy Reid has before he got Mahomes, he had nothing but clock management questions about yeah, him. Yeah, but not but but one person. You you're so averse to that. Yeah, I, I know it drives you crazy, which is funny because you said that you need a Bobby Knight type coach. So that doesn't Me add up. Me personally, yeah. yeah. Well, well, so different people need different things. Just because Andy Reid is not Bob Knight doesn't mean that that's the right fit for every single group of people in team. Um, Tony Dungy didn't have to be a hard ass because he had freaking Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was the hard ass. But I know you but, weren't going to get out of yeah. line. You weren't going to screw around. Uh, you got Marvin Harrison, you know, with the car wash stuff. Maybe you were terrified of that. <laughs> like it's it's not it's not it's not you know uh, soft gloves for everyone. No, it, it's it's not soft gloves for everyone. And yes, those guys are different. But that's the point. If you don't have those guys, your only job as an organization is to find that guy. 
Like, that's it. Otherwise, you're going to be in this situation where, yeah, you can go 12-5, and five and you can deal with, you know, look, it, it's it, the Cowboys right now are a really nice infinity. All right? It's a great car. It's a great car. It's you, 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 that's, not, that's not the goal. You don't want that. There's a step up from that. Whatever that step up is, that's the step up. They're in a great spot. That could lead them to the playoffs every year. They go twelve and five every year. Yeah, you want to get that's their culture, man. I I I I I hate to I'm gonna do this every damn day for nine months. It's gonna bother me because that's their culture. Jordan in Royce City. Jordan, you are live on Sean and RJ. Go ahead. What's up, fellas? Long time Tolo. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Hey, so my if I had to just pick one word, I would say complacency. Um, we were America's team, right? We have a star on our helmet. We relied too much on the past. Um, you know, we've been one and done since 96. You know, I'm, I was 10 years the last time the Cowboys went to the NFC championship <laughs> and I'm closing in on 40. So, you know, at this point, you know, we, we kind of sit back and do we really deserve to wear that star on our helmet? I mean, at this point, we're almost like the, we should be like the Cleveland Browns, just no logo. Um, get back to the basics. Um, you know, just it, it's complacency at, at, at the root cause. Uh, lack of discipline, you know, coaching carousel over the years. Nobody to hold the players accountable. I mean, it just, we, we rely too much on our past. Thank you for the call. Nico in Fort Worth, you are on the DNM Leasing Hotline. Go ahead, Nico. All right, it's an honor to be on your uh, radio station. Thank you for the uh, opportunity. I just want to say, start off like this. My theory is, have you anybody ever thought about Romo for the 14 years he held us down? Tony Romo and Dak Prescott now. He, they got the same amount playoff record. Mm. Tony Romo and Dak Prescott. So my theory about a quarterback is, if you put Tony Romo and Dak Prescott together, what kind of quarterback would you would, would Dallas Cowboys need? I've been a Cal- Dallas Cowboy fan since I was seven years old. Okay, so I've seen the revolution of all quarterbacks all the way since Drew Bledsoe, Vinatieri, Verdi, all of it. We need a solid quarterback that we can count on. Tony Romo held us down for 14 years, 14 seasons with. Jason Garrett, and we still couldn't amount to anything. We still couldn't get over to the hill. We couldn't get to the, the uh, land of milk and honey. We still couldn't with, with Tony Romo. Now we have Dak Prescott going on to his eighth season, and we and, and he's not doing as much. He's not. He's you, going the you, same. You don't think he's the guy? No. Like, look, we look at Tony Romo. I have much respect for Tony Romo because he put up numbers when we had T.O. back in the day and Terry Glenn. Patrick Craig and all them guys, we had a good, solid team. But it was the because because of the chemistry of the coaching. Thank you for the call, brother. Appreciate you. G in Jersey listening on the Odyssey app. Odyssey. G, you're live on the fan. Go ahead. What's up, G? What's up, Bobby? Sean? Listen, every uh, team hello. posts 90. <laughs> I'm sorry, RJ. RJ, good morning, RJ. All right, no. <laughs> Guys, every every team post-95 has lived off of that dynasty. That's just the sad truth, okay? I've seen this team walk into stadiums like rock stars. We have fans that clamor for picks and autographs from guys like Hunter Lipke and Deuce Vaughn. 
right? <laughs> no other organization in the NFL has that. Those guys on the other teams in the NFL have to earn their respect on the field. Our guys are literally put on pedestals from the minute they have the star on their helmet. Yeah. We need a coach in Dallas that literally doesn't care who Micah Parsons or Dak Prescott is yes. and is going to hold those guys accountable and limit what those guys do off of the field so they can focus on football. We have backups like Turpin and Sam Williams that promote victory parties before playing the football game, right? And we need a coach that's going to come into Dallas and literally shut that stuff down and say, play football, period. And Mike McCarthy is not it. That's why I need a guy like Belichick, Vrabel, or Harbaugh that's going to come in here and limit that kind of interaction. Thanks, guys. Thank you for the call, G. Fantastic. That's uh, G who I went and had Benny Tadino's pizza with in Jersey. Really? Yeah, that's really? the one that I met up for pizza in Jersey. Yeah, like a perfect example of something I think I would hope Belichick shuts down. Uh, in the past couple of days, Nashawn Wright and Rico Dowdle have gotten on Twitter and they go, okay, let's go. I got time today. They're so unaware. The, the hot boys, I call them the hot noise for years. They, they're so unaware. They, they, they really are. They live in another universe. What are you getting? First off, Nashawn Wright, you're a scrub. Rico, you're a backup. You got a unique nickname. You're a backup. You guys just got humiliated. You got time for a you, you do have time. You got a lot of time because you got embarrassed. What are you going on talking any smack about? You should be in hiding. You should be off the face of the earth. You should be in another country. You should be on a beach. Are you going to go on and start talking noise as scrubs? In the grand scheme of things, that's what you are. And you're going to go, go ahead, bring it. What do you have to talk back about? Shut up. Say to uh, J-Ron Curse. Everyone else likes to run their mouth during the year. Talk all big. Hiding. Go into hiding. It's just, an, it's, it's, it's like, I, I would love someone to come in and tell, guys, just, sh- just shut up. I know Bill Belichick would do that. All right, the Dak Prescott. Oh, oh Pepe. We're going to get to sit back. Yeah. Sit back at 720 Expressway. We got to have that Dak conversation. But the Dallas Stars get it done. Lakers, Mavs tonight. Kyle Shanahan mocking us yesterday. Mocking. Mocking us yesterday. That was far worse than anything I saw on the field on Sunday. And Choppy with a surprise college football kegger after this. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 